When I was a boy, I went to the eight o'clock mass on Sunday morning, so that when I got home, I could watch TV shows, the children's TV shows, The Little Rascals, Laurel and Hardy, I Love Lucy reruns, all on Channel Six. It was the only it was the only channel we could get in those days, before cable and color TV. And when those shows were over, I liked to watch the televangelists like Rex Humbard and the Cathedral of Tomorrow or Oral Roberts, and a local show broadcast completely in the Finnish language called Swami Kutsu.、Um, Swami in Finnish means well, it means Finland, and Kutsu means calling. So it was Finland calling. It featured a severe Lutheran pastor with a five-inch pontifical collar. Giving long sermons in the Finnish language, Rex Humbard and Oral Roberts were Pentecostal preachers. Though Roberts also moonlighted as a Methodist. One Sunday morning, on one of their shows, I can't remember which one, they told a story, no doubt apocryphal, about a woman who was sitting in the front pew of her church. Uh, suddenly, she began waving her arms and shouting "Hallelujah" and speaking in some unintelligible language. One of the ushers in the back hurried down the aisle to quiet her down. He said to her in a very stern voice, "Madam, please, you're disturbing the service." She answered, "I can't help it. This is what happens when I get the spirit." The usher answered in a slightly outraged voice, loud enough for the entire congregation to hear. Well, church is no place to get the spirit. It is in part due to the televangelists that we have come to associate Pentecost, as Luke describes it in Acts, with Pentecostalism and its charismatic expressions like glossolalia, speaking in tongues. Faith healing, prophetic utterances, slain in the spirit. What doesn't normally occur to us is that Pentecost has its origins in the Old Testament. Greek-speaking Jews called it Pentecost for short for Pentecostehemera, the fiftieth day. On the Jewish calendar, it's called Shavuot, the form for the Feast of Weeks. It's the second of the three great. Pilgrimage festivals of Judaism, Passover and Tabernacles are the other two, and all three together celebrate God's fidelity as a saving presence to His people Israel. This year, Shavuot began at sundown last night and ends with nightfall tomorrow night. So while we are here celebrating Pentecost in this church, Jews all over the world are celebrating the first full day. Of their high holy day, the question is: What exactly are they celebrating? Pentecost is observed in Judaism as the feast of the giving of Torah. First comes Passover, the day when the Israelites left their Egyptian slavery behind for good, and off they went through the desert. And fifty days later, they came to Mount Sinai. There, Moses went up the mountain. And came down with the Torah, the tablets of the law, which gives Israel its identity as a people of the covenant. Torah is not merely a set of rules; it is a way of life by which Jews show that they are a people chosen by God to be light and salt to the world. Now, 
this might sound like a little bit of homiletical trivia, but knowing all of this helps put us inside the mind of Luke as he wrote that account of the first Pentecost in Acts 2. Luke assumed that you and I would be familiar with the Jewish origins of the feast, and to some extent we need to be in order to understand the narrative arc of the story and its theological significance for the way in which we observe Pentecost. Because we Christians tell a similar story that the Jewish people tell about themselves, how Christ himself was the Passover lamb slain and who sets us free from the tyranny of death and how for 40 days after his resurrection he appeared to his disciples in his risen body and then he ascended into heaven. And just as Moses ascended Mount Sinai and received the law, so after his ascension Christ sends down the 50th, uh, the Holy Spirit on the 50th day, Pentecoste Hemera, the Holy Spirit to those who believe in him. And the Spirit that writes the law, not on tablets of stone anymore, but on our own hearts of flesh. Both the Jewish and Christian celebrations are really about the divine condescension in which God refuses all our attempts to isolate him from the world of business, politics, culture, buying and selling, living and dying. Instead, God has acted directly in human history to create a new way of being human together. This is an alternative way of life, not in the spirit of the times or in the spirit of the world, but life in the Holy Spirit living within us, making our bodies the temple of his presence. And practically speaking, this means that there is no place that you and I can go that God is not with us. So I take exception to the advice that the usher gave the woman. The church is the place to get the Spirit. But we received that Holy Spirit when we were baptized. And again, in the sacrament of confirmation, when we were sealed with chrism by the bishop in a special way with the Spirit's sevenfold gift. This is not so that we could experience Pentecost, the gift of the Holy Spirit, as a spiritual equivalent of a thrill ride at Disney World or the adrenaline high of bungee jumping off of the grand rim of the Grand Canyon. The gift of the Holy Spirit was given to us so that we could conform our lives more closely to Christ and bring his redeeming and saving presence out through those doors and into the world.